Yo, what's good, YouTube? Welcome back to another episode of Shooter State Podcast. Your co-host, Zach. I'm your co-host, Blue. And welcome back to episode 19. First and foremost, thanks to everybody for all the previous support on all the other previous episodes. And we've been running it up on Reels and TikTok, so thanks, everyone, for all the continued support there. We'll continue to make more content coming very soon. Facts. I appreciate you guys running it up on the Reels. Keep commenting, and we'll look at the comments, and we'll see if we can add anything to the podcast. Exactly. Uh, so with all that being said, man, we just want to get straight into it, man. You ready? Yeah, let's get into it. So we had the NFL, uh, crazy game, Thursday night football, Chiefs, Chargers. Man, let's just get straight into it. Initial thoughts on this game. What were your initial thoughts on this game? Man, you're thinking the Chargers are going to have it, man, but they slipped up on too many plays, man. And at the end, Justin Herbert gets injured. So you're like, you're thinking it's over, but then he, he still is able to make a couple plays, a couple great plays, but... They just couldn't pull through with it at the end because, you know, the Chiefs. Exactly. They're the, they're, they're the champions. Exactly. The Chiefs showed exactly what you expect from the Chiefs. They showed championship grit. They showed, you know, when you've got Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, you just expect to win every single game. It doesn't, exactly. ma it doesn't matter who it is against. You just expect it. And that's what they showed. They find ways to win. They get it done. They will make second-half adjustments. Even if it looks as grim as it did at certain points of that game where it was like, oh, my God, the Chargers are literally going to blow them out of the water and dominate them. It looked that grim. I literally sent a text into the group chat saying, oh, it's over. You know what I'm saying? That's how bad it looked at one point. And then somehow the Chiefs showed that championship character that they have led by Patrick Mahomes and were able to get it done somehow in the end. It, it was pretty astounding, in my opinion. I, I give a lot of credit to the Chiefs. But... The Chargers, they, they, they kind of did exactly what you kind of, they've always done. Even know? though they're missing a key star player, Keenan Allen. You know, the Chargers on paper, you know, statistically they won the game, but on paper they, they just look like a, a stacked roster. But let's, once again, similarly to the end of last season, they just choked. You know, and, and I, for me personally, I think Brandon Staley, the coach, needs to be getting looked at. Because at a certain point, look, I guess, you know, this guy is Mr. Go for it every time on first uh, on fourth down. And then at certain points in this game, he went conservative. I don't understand that. You know, the, the play calling for Justin Herbert, you have a top five quarterback in this league with an amazing arm. And let's be real. They threw two throws that was over 17 yards. And let me just let me just fill you in. They were two for two on those throws for 74 yards. So you have success throwing the ball down the field. However, you're you're making Justin Herbert play conservative. I don't I don't really understand that either. It was so predictable in the second half what the Chargers were going to do. It it worked in the first half, but in the second half, the Chiefs were just able to make second half adjustments and and get it done. I like how both um, teams were able to have a good running game, though. Of course, and and that's another point that that I wanted to make with the Chiefs, with Clyde edwards elaire you know, we drafted him in, in our fantasy league for Shooter Straight that we're participating in because we felt that he was going to have a good year. You know, a lot of people never trust Kansas City running backs, but this year looks like a Clyde Edwards Elaire was motivated. You know, let's be real. The end of that game, he kind of sealed it, you know, with that, that run. He's holding on yeah. for dear life with the ball. Look, some thought it was it was it was kind of you know lame how he was carrying it, but he was making sure he was not going to fumble that ball. Exactly. And I got to respect that. And he. That, that play, for me, kind of clinched the game. And he was game. sliding, man. He was he sliding. Was, he was, it was going crazy. All season so far, you know, the, throughout the first two games, Clyde Edwards-Elair has put on a show, and that crazy. means good things for, for the Kansas City Chiefs offense. And let's be real. We were worried what was going to happen with Tyreek Hill, him being gone. Was Patrick Mahomes going to be the same guy? The answer is yes. Patrick, of course. Patrick Mahomes 
has, in my opinion, maybe even got better. He has been able to spread the ball out to everybody. I mean, let's be real. Nobody expected Watson to catch that touchdown. I mean, he's he's thrown the ball to 11 different receivers through two games. His patience, he's been getting the check down involved. He's not just going for the deep ball. Everyone thinks Patrick Mahomes is all arm strength and he's all flashiness, and we still see that, but I think we see a more methodical Patrick Mahomes, and I think that is something I have to that get side arm, for. That sidearm throw was nice, man. Yeah. Those are the kind of the plays that you expect Patrick Mahomes to make, but the check down throw and, and those little plays that you have to make as a quarterback to extend drives and, and that are going to win you the game, those are the plays that Patrick Mahomes is making through two games, and that's why the Chiefs have been as dominant as they have, as they have been. I know you're ready to get in on the Chargers coach, though, because of that interception that happened. Well, let's be real. We all saw it. At the game, Gerald Everett had a great game. And I, and it's, it's almost kind of unfortunate that he was the one that's getting caught up in this play because Gerald Everett had a great game for the Chargers. He had such a great game that he had those two plays where back-to-back throws to him. He gets, I think, 37 yards, and he's begging Brandon Staley to sub him out. So the tight end, man, you're big, so you can't really be... He can't be moving, can't, all, like, exactly. can't be moving like that. Look, he doesn't have the endurance for that. He's begging for a sub. For some reason, Brandon Staley feels the need to go hurry up, and then Justin Herbert makes a miscommunication with them because Gerald Everett is fatigued. He can't really make the right route. The Chiefs, they, they snub the route, and then they take it all the way back. For the touchdown, and that, that's what sealed the game. That was know? a very key moment, yeah. Th- that, that's literally, that was the game. I mean, th- it was a very tight game. But and there was other plays where but, the char- charges messed up, including okay. the onside kick that they could have grabbed. And But, but look, you're not, I don't think you're ever going to rely on an onside no, kick. No, of you, course not. You look at this play right there. This is a 14-point swing. I mean, instead of the Chargers getting seven, the Chiefs get seven. You know what I'm saying? That's literally a 14-point swing the wrong way for the, for the Chargers. That literally d- decided the game. But those are the plays that the Chiefs somehow find a way to make. You know what I'm saying? Look, Brandon Staley definitely has to be looked at, but let's not, like, it was a dominant first-half game plan, but the, the Chargers made no second-half adjustments, and they, I think, they just assumed Andy Reid would make no adjustments, which was ridiculous of them to assume. You know what I'm saying? Look, anytime the Chargers, they win, the, 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 you look, if an NFL team wins the time of possession by seven minutes, they get six more first downs, and they get 100 more pass yards, you would expect that team to win every single time. But the Chargers didn't. This is, this, this is, this is what the Chargers do. They find a way to blow it. Then that's my biggest takeaway. But you think they'll be able to fix that and be able to change throughout the season? Look, I think they start clutching it I, when they need to. I, I, I have to have faith that the Chargers eventually will figure out how to win games. You know what I mean? They'll figure out how to how to win games. You know, Consistently. They, exactly. Right now, this is still kind of a young team led by Justin Herbert. Eventually, they're going to have to figure it out. Maybe they might have to figure it out by getting a new coach. You know, if, if Brandon Staley continues to fail with this team, and let's just say the Chargers continue to underperform in this season, you know, they'll probably make the playoffs, but let's just say they go out in the first round or something like that. I think Brandon Staley has to be getting looked at and potentially be getting fired because of things and and boneheaded moves like this. You know what I mean? I mean, I think he has to be getting looked at. Look, Andy Reid made decisions that won the Chiefs the game, and Brandon Staley made decisions that made the Chargers lose the game. That's my you know what I mean? That's that's the facts. And that's why, for me personally, but you gotta give it to Andy Reid though. He's a classic coach. Of course, and 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 I think it was impressive that he. with the statistic, he's now 100 games over 500 as a coach. I mean, that's legendary. 
That's legendary. But look, have you learned more about the Chiefs or the Chargers after this game? Which 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 one are you looking forward to saying I've learned more about this team? What this is what they're going to be going forward. It honestly looks like I've learned more about the Chargers because I see that the potential that they have. Mm-hmm. We always knew that the Chiefs had it in them to get stuff done like this, but the Chargers, we never really knew, but it looks like they could have the potential to be a great team and beat the Chiefs throughout the season soon, I, I, I could like de- next season. I could definitely agree with I mean, that. Throughout the years, there was, I would say. There's definitely a lot of uh, things you can take away from this Chargers performance and be like, look, there's so many positives. Now, and a lot of these positives are going to get undermined by the fact that they somehow managed to lose this game. But there was a lot of positives. You know, in that first half, they were pretty much stifled Patrick Mahomes in that offense that was, you know, let's be real, right now on the Kansas City Chiefs, you don't know who, who to guard. They're throwing it to everybody and anybody. They're about to pick somebody out of the crowd next game to get, you know what I mean? That, that, that Mahomes is throwing it to anybody. So, you know, you've got to give the Chargers some credit. But for me personally, I've learned more about the Chiefs. Without Tyreek Hill, everybody thought the Chiefs were done. They, they counted them out. And me, me, myself kind of included. I kind of knew that they had it in them, though, because it was Patrick Mahomes. But after these two games, and especially after this game, the Chiefs are going to be okay. I, Patrick Mahomes has the patience. He's not just going to throw it down the field. He's going to actually be methodical. He will give you – he'll just he'll take the five-yard throws, and he'll also go deep. He can do it all. He can extend plays. This is a different Patrick Mahomes that we've seen through two games, and, and it's just beautiful to watch. You know what I'm saying? Like, Patrick Mahomes has put on a show, and, you know, I think he could be potentially uh, a front runner for the MVP. You know? Next, we got to see if the Dolphins win and see if Tyreek Hill was the addition that they needed. Yeah, we're going to so and, and we're gonna continue to it's, – it's, I think the whole season it's always going to be comparing – how good Mahomes does without Tyreek Hill and how good Tyreek Hill does without Mahomes. D- yeah, you know I'm mean? the Dolphins, man. And, and so it's far, crazy. And so far, the Chiefs have just kept on going with, like, like, like Tyreek Hill was never there anyway. You know what I mean? They have just continued to dominate. So, you know, I am super, super impressed with the Chiefs after this game. You know what I mean? And But for, for any Chargers fans out there, I think that you still have a very, very good opportunity to beat this team, you know, again. I think it, that these two teams are neck and neck. Facts. You know what I'm saying? If, and that's almost maybe the biggest takeaway is that these, these two teams in this whole AFC West division is going to be so crazy, just like we knew. You know, we said it in our most one of our most viewed videos on the channel was the AFC West predictions. We got a lot of Raider fans and a, a lot of AFC West fans in general who watch the pod. And the biggest takeaway from this game for any of them watching is that this division is crazy. You know what I mean? So. And, Oof, you know, this is this is the start of something great. You know what I mean? I can't wait to see the Chiefs play the Raiders. Can't wait to see, you know, I can't. I just can't wait to see all these teams continue to battle. You know what I mean? I, it's just going to be great. Are you ready to get in our next week's pick or this week's picks? I'm ready. So, continuing off of last week, we got our week two pick them. Let's be real. Let's, last week we didn't do too bad, I don't think. You know, some, you know, we, we, we definitely had some wrong. Look, my, my greatest pick last week was the Vikings pick. I knew that was I, look. There are some upsets though. But I knew the Vikings were going to beat Green Bay. Green Bay, look, there's a lot of issues with Green Bay, but you know we'll get into that probably. You know, based on our picks for this week. So week two NFL pick 'em. You ready? Pats versus Steelers. I'm taking the Steelers. I'm taking the Pats. 
Panthers versus Giants. Taking the Panthers. Taking the Panthers. Jets versus Browns. I'm taking the Browns. Taking the Browns. Colts versus the Jags. Taking the Colts. I want Trevor Lawrence to win, but I know the Colts are going to win, so I got to take the Colts. Dolphins versus Ravens. This is going to be a good one. I'm taking the Dolphins. I'm taking the Dolphins. Bucks versus Saints. Taking the Saints. I'm taking the Bucks. Commanders versus Lions. Taking the Lions in this game. Taking the Commanders. Seahawks versus the 49ers, who underperformed last week. I'm taking the 49ers again. 49ers. Falcons versus Rams. Taking the Rams to bounce back and win. Exactly. I'm taking the Rams as well. Cardinals versus Raiders. I'm going to take the Raiders. Taking the Raiders. Texans versus the Broncos. I'm going to take the Broncos to bounce back and win. Broncos. Bengals versus the Cowboys. I'm taking the Bengals. Yeah, Joe Burrow for sure with the Bengals. Bears versus the Packers. I'm taking the Packers. Got to take the Packers. Titans versus the Bills. Taking the Bills. Bills. And then Monday Night Football, Vikings versus the Eagles. Taking the Vikings. Vikings for sure. So we had some interesting picks in there. One game I, I think that's going to be noteworthy, the Dolphins versus the Ravens. Facts. This is, is going to be a potentially heavyweight matchup. You know what I mean? We don't know exactly how good the Dolphins are. And we kind of know what to expect with the Baltimore Ravens, you know, led by Lamar Jackson. But last season, we just saw the Dolphins smoke the Ravens. So I know the Ravens are going to they're, – they're coming for blood. And this is a new-look Miami Dolphins team. I think this is going to be a very, very, very good game. What do you, so you picked the Dolphins as well. What, what about the Dolphins, basically? What, what, what gives you the faith? Their offense, man, it's just, it's just lethal. Led by Tua. And then they got Waddle and Tyreek Hill, bro. It's just. We saw, it, we saw it in week one against the Patriots. I mean, we saw all three of them you know, combining. You know, we saw Jalen Waddle on the touchdown catch. You know, Stars on the, on the field. And then they did the little Waddle dance, exactly. bro. It was, it was funny. And, and the Ravens, unfortunately, uh, they're decimated uh, uh, in the secondary. You know what I mean? They, they've just been plagued with injuries. They were plagued with injuries last year. And it looks as if this year they're plagued with injuries again. They, you know, they're cursed almost. Uh, so that, you know, that for me, again, it, it gives me the faith that the Dolphins will be able to pull through. Facts. The reason why I picked the Patriots over the Steelers, though, I know you picked the Steelers. Yeah. However, T.J. Watt got injured. He and did. That, and I know he's going to be out what for for a while, right? Well, maybe less than anticipated, but I, I don't even know exactly how long he's going to be out. They're saying potentially, there's, there's six, potentially six weeks, four weeks, a eight month, weeks. I, I don't, I don't know, something like that. Even if a month, like that's that's a little bit. So yeah, I definitely think the Patriots are going to pull through. The Patriots. I just don't know if they're going to be able to score enough. You know what I mean? Well, this game is going to be a you know, defensive battle, I feel like. And it, let's be real. It's not, no, I don't think either of these two teams are making the playoffs. You know, that's just, I don't think so. Yeah. But, you know, the Steelers, you know, without TJ Watt, they still have a great defense. And, you know, you know, the Dolphins have a great defense as well. But, you know, last week against the Miami Dolphins, I, I, the Patriots looked bad. They looked yeah, bad. They, yeah, they, they were looking bad. Mac Jones looked bad. Like can I like let's just be real. Mac Jones didn't look great. The offense didn't look great. The offensive line was poor. The Patriots they're not looking that good this year. You know, if I'm just being honest, you know they're they're a mid at best type of team. The Steelers are as well, but I just think like like can the Patriots score even 14 points in the game right now? I, I don't know. So that's why I I'm, I think the Steelers even without T.J. Watt have a good enough defense to stop this weak Patriots offense. And I know we thought the Broncos were gonna win last week, and they. They choked. They, they choked. Well, that bro. was that wasn't even a that was an all time choke by Nathaniel Hackett. 
But I'd have faith that there's no way that they're going to blow it this week. Russell Wilson is not going to start out 0-2 with the Broncos. Yeah, there's no way. At home, you know, playing the Texans. Like, the Texans, they they don't look as bad maybe as people thought, but I think the Broncos are just better. They should be. And and the Broncos were better than the Seahawks as well. And, and you know, so sometimes being the better team doesn't matter. You know, let's score. Sometimes it doesn't matter. But... I have to pick the Broncos. I just there's no way Russell Wilson is starting 0 2 with this new team. If they did, I think it's time it's time to hit the panic button. Not gonna lie. And we'll be talking about this if the Broncos choke this one, we're talking about it on the next pod saying it's time to hit the panic button on the Broncos. Because my pick would have been pretty much down the drain already because I picked him to finish second. So. Facts. But and I, and I had a feeling that they weren't gonna get it done. I mean, Geno Smith did look impressive and and then uh, the Seahawks are playing the 49ers this week, you know, and obviously the 49ers did underperform last week. You know, I just think, you know, Geno Smith did look impressive and Trey Lance did look bad, but I just, there's no way the 49ers can start at 0-2. That roster is just too talented. And Facts. The, the, they were basically playing in like a monsoon type of weather conditions. You know, Chicago is a joke of a weather condition. They're literally slipping, sliding on the field and stuff. Like, come on, man, that's not... I'm not gonna judge Trey Lance for how he performs. Debo though, Debo Samuel, man, he's exactly like I'm not. I'm not gonna judge this 49ers team for how they played in the monsoon. You know what I'm saying? It'd be it'd be ridiculous for me to do that. But I think maybe the the, the last game that we might want to touch on, and we disagreed on our pick: the Bucks versus the Saints. You're going with the Bucks, and 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 look. Of course, I'm going with the Bucks. The Saints always have the Bucks number. Recently, I'm taking the Saints, man, at home. Taking the Saints. What makes you have faith in, in Tom Brady to get it done against the Saints? You can't ever doubt Tom Brady. He's always going to be able to get it done one way or another. I know it's sad to say this, but he's just going to get it done. Always. He's just always going to get it done? He's always going to get it done. And he got some Mike Evans. Then he got but, Well, they're, they're receiving, you know, we'll, we'll, see, uh, we'll see how their receiving core you know, I think Chris Godwin isn't playing, but this dude, they will have Mike Evans, I think, you know, but we'll see. The injury core is a little bit decimated, you know what I'm saying? Then Lennar Fournette. Fournette. He had a good, he has had a good game. Crazy, man. So I think those are going to be some of the things that puts them on top of this. Let's be real. The Bucks, game. the Bucks probably should win this game, but I like, you know, Jameis Winston to be able to pull off an upset at home. Look, Crystal Lave, I think he might have a big game, might be his breakout game. You know, as a rookie, this might be the game that kind of puts him on the map. Like, we already kind of – a lot of people expect him to win look at rookie of the year. So maybe not necessarily put him on the map, but this might be the game where people – everyone starts looking at him. Because if you beat Tom Brady, if you're a big Facts. reason, people are looking at you. So I think he could have a big game. Michael Thomas, look, is the old Michael Thomas coming back? I think it, it – look, if he is, the Saints could be something. Maybe not this year, but in the future. You know, we'll see if Slant Boy can, can rekindle – uh, his old his old magic, you know what I mean? He he fell off for a little bit. And maybe he's back. I like the defense, and ultimately, I just I think the Saints just they're just gonna come in and they're just they just I feel like they just are they they actually feel like they can win this game and and that belief at home with the crowd behind you, if they start out hot, they're gonna have that momentum that I think to potentially go on and win this game. However. If Tom Brady does what we all know Tom Brady can do. And Fourth quarter comeback. Or if he can just go in there and do the Superdome and shut up that crowd on the exactly. drive with a touchdown and get that get the energy out of that arena with, with, a, with a dominant drive like we, we've seen him do, then if we're talking about a, whole, a totally different ball game. 
But it just depends on how this game starts. You know, the momentum is going to be huge in this game, I feel like. Bet. So you're ready to get in our NFL MVP pick and our offensive player player of the year pick? I'm ready. Bet. So for NFL MVP, I'm picking Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. It's, it's A lot of people are picking that. That's not a It's a good pick. He's just able to throw the ball. He's able to run the – he's able to um, – Go on the run, man. He's just an amazing quarterback. He's able to do it all, and man. He's arguably the best team in the NFL. And, really beat that. and then he has an amazing wide receiver core and with Stefan Diggs, man. It's just the defense is there as well to help him out. Which can he's just gonna most likely I think he's gonna win MVP for sure. Like without actually, man, nah, without a doubt he's gonna win MVP for sure. And then offensive player of the year, I got Justin Jefferson. Man, the first game against the the Packers, what a game it was! What exactly? What a game it was, man! And Justin Jefferson, he's a, he's just he's able to just catch the ball and just take off, like just and he, he take just, off. The thing about Justin Jefferson is he just finds ways to get open. It's it's actually amazing. Everyone knows where the ball is going, and somehow they still he's always wide open. And then once he catches the ball, man, he just he just takes off. He's dominant. Man. He, it's it's actually he's just so good. He's so, just so good. I, so I think he's gonna he's gonna score many many touchdowns and he's gonna help the Vikings out a lot this year, man. Yeah. Those are my picks. Well, I'm excited to hear yours for for NFL MVP. And I, and I said this, I hinted at it earlier in the podcast. If you caught it, I think that the NFL MVP this year will be Patrick Mahomes. I think we saw exactly why he will win it. Uh, against the Chargers. Look, let's be real. We have, look, the NFL MVP is so much about the, the storyline that you have and the narrative. And, and first of all, you obviously have to be in a great team, which he is. The, the narrative around Patrick Mahomes is, is what we were talking about earlier. Can he do it without Tyreek Hill? Right now he is, you know, being 2-0, putting up the numbers that he's putting up, beating the, uh, the Chargers, who many people expected to be the best team in this division. Look, the narrative is there for Patrick Mahomes, and the performance is there. And, and I would say, based on the, what I've been seeing from Patrick Mahomes, he's a more well-rounded quarterback. And he's, in my opinion, even better than he was. So th- this guy is just so, so dominant. He's doing it in so many different ways. I think the Chiefs are going to be a, a great, great team, obviously, this year. And I think with the narrative around them and when they, they potentially might push to win this division, if that's the case... It's going to be hard to not give Patrick Mahomes the MVP. It's a good pick. Because he's proven it without Tyree Kill, which everyone thought, oh, can he do it without him? Well, the answer is yes, like I said earlier. And for Offensive uh, Player of the Year, you know, we saw him dominate on week one. Like like you said, I'm going, to, I'm going to have to agree with you. Justin Jefferson is just looking too, too dominant. I mean, how could I not pick Justin Jefferson based on what I've seen? What I, I mean, I would have picked this preseason. I would have picked it now. I'll pick it. Six weeks down the line, I'm always going to be picking Justin Jefferson for this award because he's just looking too dominant. He finds ways to get open. Kirk, I mean, Kirk Cousins wants to throw him the ball. He's the he, main he's target. Not, he's not the Kirk Cousins. He's not the best. And, and yeah, exactly. But he's not the worst by any means. And Justin Jefferson, unless he's he's not playing the the toughest schedule either. You know, he gets you know four games against the Lions and the Bears so he's going to have a good chance to and well and he dominated the Packers too so let's throw in the Packers he's going to play, uh, play the Packers again too he has another five games where it looks like he's going to just dominate you know what i'm saying cuz i think he's just going to dominate within this division and 
I'm going to be surprised if somebody is able to pretty much successfully stop Justin Jefferson this year the way he looks. You know what I'm saying? I don't like what DB is stopping him right now. I, I don't know. You know, it's going to take so, it's going to take something special for sure. I mean, it's going to take something special. Yeah. Real special. Facts. So you ready to get into Lamar Jackson? For sure. We 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 kind of talked about this a little bit last episode where we said where he might go. Well, one week later, here we are, and there's a reported rumored list that Lamar Jackson has said there are these are the teams that I'll go to. The three team list. The list is Miami Dolphins, Detroit Lions, and the Philadelphia Eagles. So if you're Lamar Jackson, which of these three teams would you pick? Miami Dolphins, without a doubt. You got to pick the Miami Dolphins with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, man. It's just <sighs> that offense would be crazy. It'd be crazy. And it's the hometown hero, you know what I mean, around the Miami area. I also heard that he might would he, might have a chance to go to the Bucks. If Brady left. Brady left. Maybe. But, I mean, uh, you might have a – that might be something that happens in the works. But let's be real. I, if, if this is the, what he's looking at, this is what he's looking at, you know? Definitely not going to the Lions. There's no opportunity there. You would think, but it's it's surprising that they're even on the list. I think that's the biggest shock. Why are the maybe because they'll have good draft picks, get them a good wide receiving core. Well, well why? What? what do, I don't understand the appeal of ever wanting to go voluntarily to the Detroit Lions. You know, but they haven't been a winning franchise for ever. He <laughs> said ever. No, there's no sense. There's <laughs> ever. They've never been a winning franchise. They never won consecutively. Is what you're saying? Never won anything. <laughs> they never won nothing. How do you? They never. Look, let's be real. I, like, I don't think I think that's kind of just in there just to be in there. I don't think he's ever realistically picking that. And I, and the Eagles just would be a good fit for Lamar Jackson. You know, let's be real. I think that would be a good fit, but I don't think he's going there. If I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm going to the Miami Dolphins. I agree. Facts. Why would you not want to go to the Miami Dolphins? You know, it's kind of where you're from. Is it's your area. But then besides that, I mean, you you're going to be going from Baltimore. You had no weapons. In Miami, you got all the weapons. I mean. That offense, imagine an offense with Tyree Kill, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Waddle, Chase Edmonds, I mean, you, Boomin. Raheem Mostert. That offense, who's stopping that offense? That's the fastest offense of all time. There's no possible way. Look, on the run, that, that offense would just be so, so crazy. I, I don't I don't see, honestly, if, if that happens, I don't see anyone stopping that offense. That Facts. might be one of the mo- most dominant offenses that... You think, though, if Brady retired and he went to the Bucks, that'd be another good option? If I mean, uh, That's, that's, that's going to be tough because, you know, it depends on the, if they're able to keep together some of those other guys. You're going to still need Chris Godwin there. They're going to still need Mike Evans. You know, we don't know what the future for them is looking like after Brady leaves. So I think there's a lot of question marks around the Bucks post-Tom Brady You're right. that we don't know about. It's definitely true. And let's be real, a win is... Post Tom Brady coming, we don't know. We don't know. And if Giselle leaves him, like rumored, I mean, why would like we said that last week? Why would he leave the NFL? He's no reason to. So, you know, I think this potentially could be his last year. But I've said that before. You know what I'm saying? So of course. So you ready to get in the NBA? I'm ready. Bet. So we got the Suns owner, Robert, Robert Sarver. Sar- Sar- Sarver. Yep. Yeah. Suspended for one year and fined ten million dollars. You think? That was a light punishment for what he did. That was a light punishment. I, of course. Let's be real. I don't know. And Adam Silver said this in the interview that they 
they weren't exactly even sure exactly how to punish him. It's not like they could – apparently they, they can't take away – you can't just take away the team from him or anything like that, apparently from Adam Silver. And, I, and I'm, not, I'm not acting like he's lying. I don't think Adam Silver's lying, you know what I mean? I, I, as, as you, I would have thought the NBA would have punished him harder, you know, considering the, the allegations at hand here. They're, they're, not, they're not – it's not a joke. You know, for such – to be an owner of an NBA team, like, you can't be doing this. You know what I mean? Of course you, you, not. Using the N word, you know, report. I, probably, I mean, if he's using it five times, he's probably using it more than five times, but reportedly only five times. You know, we'll, I don't know how true that is necessarily. And then instances of inequitable conduct towards female employees, and we all kind of know what that means. They say inequitable to be politically correct, but we all kind of know what what is getting at here. None of that is right. I mean, that that's that, that's just horrible. I I, I don't like. I, I don't know. In my opinion. I think that, and I agree with what LeBron said, I think the team should be taken away from him. But if Adam Silver is, is what he's saying is true, that you can't possibly do that, then I think if you could suspend, suspend him for one year, maybe you could suspend him for two years or something. If you're suspended from the team for two years, why are you even an owner at that point? I think it would be kind of forced into selling it. I don't know if that was an option. Like, I don't know exactly what where Adam Silver Could have been fined more. But even a fine, I, I think when you're an NBA. Could, and could have... When you're an NBA owner, bro, a fine and may brought criminal, a, more criminal charges against them. But if you're bringing criminal charges against them, then that's like you uh, you should be selling the team at that point. You know that's what, I mean? what I'm saying. But the NBA is they can't bring criminal charges. It's the NBA, it's not, not the NBA. But I'm saying like they should like go to the police about this, something like that. But like, unless he's like actually like 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 let's say he's actually doing something like towards the female employee. But if he's just saying stuff, I don't think that's like illegal per se. It's just like. Not proper work- workplace conduct, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of where it is. Like, it's not technically, it's not illegal to say the n word. Yeah, but we don't know. Said. Yeah, but we should. They should probably not. We should, but they should probably investigate it more and see what else he's done. I agree, and, and I'm not. I don't think. I don't think this guy's a good person in any way, shape, or form. So if they did do a criminal investigation on him, I wouldn't be surprised if they did find something. But in terms of what the NBA could have done. I don't. I wish I kind of knew. I wish Adam Silver like kind of laid it out, what the other punishment kind of options were. You know, I guess. But I would just think maybe if you can suspend him for one year, suspend him for two, suspend him for three. I I don't know exactly what you could have done. But I do think whatever he could have done, it should have been harder. Because this this is and I agree with what people are saying. It just seems like a mere slap on the wrist. Like let's be real. Is Robert Sarver, you know, losing any sleep over this? You know what I mean? No, definitely not. I don't think Robert Sarver really even cares, really. I think, you know, his his apologies was, like, it's about as, I guess, sincere as, you know, a guy like Robert Sarver could ever be. You know what I mean? I don't think it was that sincere. You know what I'm saying? Of course. What do you think? Again, I think his apology was fake and that he should have got punished harder. harder. But, again, Adam Silver didn't really lay out what else he could have done. And, yeah, and and he was saying, like, like, a lot of people would just want – him to be out of the league and take the team away and but the, I guess the one thing he did say was that he couldn't do that and a lot of people are still kind of confused as to why you know you would think that the commissioner would be kind of able to if he's able you know the commissioner is there to serve the owner so if the other owners want Robert Sarver to out you know I think that the commissioner should have the power to be able to do that if the actions you know you should be you should be allowed to expel an owner you know what I mean if if it's that bad you know of course. What I'm saying? and I think no one like it's 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 kind of ass because like the Suns are actually a good team right now and it's like this is like like I wouldn't want to play for this franchise right now. You think Chris Paul is like proud to be wearing a Suns uniform right now, knowing that 
you know, this guy, Robert Sarver, is the one writing my check. This guy's a fucking, like, a horrible person, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I don't know. That's just my opinion, you know what I'm saying? I, I, like, I just couldn't. I, I think that they got to do something. I, and ultimately, with all the backlash they're getting, I think that they will. They will eventually. Eventually find a way to do something else. Yeah, I agree with that. So, let's get into the next topic. NBA executives named Luka Doncic, top player under 25 to build a team around. Do you agree with this? Yeah, definitely. Over Jason Tatum or over Ja, yeah. Luka Doncic. So if you were a, if you were an, an NBA GM, you would take Luka to build your team. Of course. Over over Tatum, over Ja. Got to pick Luka. Well, what's so what's so good about Luka? He just I think He's going to be the number one player pretty soon after LeBron retires. The new LeBron? He's going to be the number one player in the NBA. Not necessarily the new LeBron because LeBron is LeBron, but I think he's going to be the number one player in the NBA for sure. For the, for many years to come, like LeBron? I don't know about many years to come, man, with all this talent that's in the NBA now and this upcoming talent that we not ne- we may not necessarily even know about. Yeah. So I don't think... It's going to be like that anymore. I don't think it's going to be like a LeBron or Jordan and one person just dominating like for many, many years. I think it's going to switch throughout the years. Hmm. It's an interesting, an interesting take, actually. Because there's so many, so many good guys now that how could there possibly just be one cl- clear cut? Exactly. And then again, like but there's so many good guys now and then the players that are up and coming, bro, like we don't even know about. But you would, but you see, I, that's interesting. But you could say right now, that there's so many good guys, but there's a clear cut in, in LeBron, you know? Kevin, yeah. Kevin Durant's great. Giannis is great, you know? But it's LeBron. Yeah, but LeBron, LeBron's LeBron, and he's been LeBron, though, for a long time. I know I said his name three times, but he's... he's Ben, yeah. Yeah, he's been the GOAT forever. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just... It's just carried over to now. But then once he's gone, it's not going to be like that. Ever. It's not going to be like that ever, man. Hmm. Interesting. But if, like, if I'm an NBA executive and you give me any player under 25 to build a team around, I'm taking Luka as well. You have to take Luka. What, you've, what, well, what we've seen from Luka is just crazy. He hasn't always had the team around him, and he's always been able to Take the team to new heights. If he had a team around him, man, he could have won a championship by now. He could have went to the finals. He could have beat Stephen Curry and went to the finals. And yeah. It would have been, been crazy. But he hasn't always had that team around him. But we've always seen one thing, and that his performance is going to be consistent. You know what I mean? We, we saw it, you know, even with, with Slovenia in the Euro basket. Or, you know what I mean? We, we see him ball there. We see him ball in the playoffs. We see him ball in the regular season. We just see Luka is going to be Luka from here on in. And he's going to be something scary because – I just wonder what, what he's adding to his bag for, for this year because it seems as if Luka's always adding something new to his bag and he's always getting a little bit better. And he doesn't blow you away with his athleticism or anything like that. He just he just finds a way to score. He's just, of course. He just gets the job done. He's, he's Look, Tatum and Ja are great, but I think we just saw Tatum shrink a little bit in the moment in the NBA Finals. Is that what they're really the guy you want to lead your franchise? Definitely not. And then Ja... You know, I love Ja. He's but, a great player. But the thing with Ja that I, and I've said this before on the podcast, the thing with Ja is I think, not necessarily that he's injury prone, but I think that the way he plays aids himself to be more likely to get injured Injuries, than a guy like Luka. Man, let's be real. Ja, 
He, he just like, likes to go in the paint. He likes to be like LeBron. He wants to be like a, a LeBron, the way he drives into the paint like a freight train. But he doesn't have that that six that what I don't even that body of LeBron. He doesn't have he doesn't have that. He's a guard. You know, he's, he's you don't know how many how many hits can this guy really take like that in the paint. You know what I'm saying? Like like that's the thing with Ja. You know, I'm not. I, I hope that we get to see Ja for many many years to come. Of course. But how I think Ja. We're gonna see him change his play style. Yeah, but, his game will develop. But until we see that, how could I possibly pick him over Luca, whose game is already developed in exactly. every way, shape, or form? So, out of these three, you have to pick Luca. You know, and it's—I uh, think it's a no-brainer. No doubt. So let's get into the next topic. We got Russell Westbrook coming off the, potentially coming off the bench. The coaches, strong. The coach, Lakers coach is strongly considering it. Yeah. What do you think about this? I think that this is the best move that the Lakers could possibly make. If they are unable to get rid of Russell Westbrook via trade, what it seems as if it, they are unable to do so, taking him off, putting him on the bench, and letting him come off the bench is the best possible move they could have done. I can definitely agree. Let's be real. You have LeBron and AD running the running the show on that that main first rotation, and then when you're ready to get get rid of one of them or, or potentially sub them both out, you have Russell Westbrook come in here and let him be the main ball handler. And, and as washed as he may be, I trust him to be able to get the job done with the second stringers. You know what I mean? He's better than a lot of second stringers. So if you of course. Put him, you're like, look, you let him be the starter, and he, when he's, he's going up against, you know, Drew Holiday and other great defenders, it's going to be it's tough not looking for him. good. But Russell Westbrook against some bum that's the second stringer, the seventh, the seventh guy up off the bench for the fucking the Kings, I, I, tr- I, can, I can trust Russell Westbrook to beat that guy. But I can't trust them to beat Drew Holiday consistently. You know what I'm saying? You're doing the Kings dirty. But let's just be real, bro. Russell Westbrook, even at this time and in place, he can smoke the seventh stringer for the Kings. You yeah, know yeah, no, without a doubt. So if you let him come off the bench, look, I'm not saying he's going to be a world beater, but I think that he'll be better than he is now, and it, the spotlight will be taken off of him because he'll be coming off the bench. The the media will, might, might actually start giving him some praise because if he can embrace this role and the Lakers can start to win some games because of it, the media perception of Russell Westbrook might start to change. Let's be real. This might be the best news Lakers fans could have possibly heard, in my opinion. I can definitely agree, man, with Russell Westbrook getting off the starting five and then being on the bench and then him coming coming off the bench, fresh off the bench, man. It's, I think it's a great move. It's a great move. And then and Lakers, they... Resigned Dennis Schroeder. Exactly, and we saw him. I think he he's a, a pretty f- pretty phenomenal he's, player. He's a solid player. We saw him ball, just like in the Euro basket. You know, not against Luca per se, but he's play was playing for Germany and he just yep. scored thirty points on Spain. He was playing against uh, Juanacho Hernan Gomez. You know, Bo Cruz was playing against him. Uh, Who we talked about on the pod before? Exactly. So you know, we saw Dennis Schroeder. You know, I think he still has something in the tank. I don't know exactly what the Lakers' plans are exactly, especially around the guard position. You know, they got Westbrook, they got Schroeder, and they got Patrick Beverly now. Exactly how is that going to work? I don't know. Westbrook reportedly, but now coming off the bench, I don't know exactly how it's all going to work. However, and Patrick Beverly always said he wanted to be on the Lakers playing with LeBron. However, if I'm the Lakers, starting Dennis Schroeder and then letting Russell Westbrook come off the bench, that sounds way better than the lineups they were bringing out last season. You know, get AD at That's the, facts. Get AD at the five. Get Dennis Schroeder in the starting lineup. Let LeBron be LeBron like he was last year. LeBron putting up, you know, 30 points per game for, like, I think only the second time in his whole career, which and is 
which is incredible. Then Russ coming off the bench. That will look. Are the Lakers going to be a championship contender because of this move? I'm not going to. I'm not going to act like that's the case. However, are they going to be a in the playoffs? Oh yeah, for sure they're going to be a better team and in, in pushing for the playoff. And I think they'll maybe even a comfortable playoff team. You know what I'm saying? And, as and long as they're in the playoffs, it's better than they were last year. They have. To, they got to at least make the playoffs. And and I trust Darvin Ham. And it looks as if Darvin Ham actually got a pair of balls. You know, Darvin Ham got a set of balls more than Frank Vogel. And I think this if if if. If this is what he's doing and he's telling Russ, of all people, to get to the freaking bench, I, this is the guy I trust to lead the Lakers. Facts. You know what I mean? I think maybe not this season, but next season, if LeBron and, and AD are healthy, you know, with Darvin Ham, I think this season he's going to prove himself. Next season, Lakers might be, might be contenders again. Facts. I can definitely agree. So you ready to s- switch it from sports and let's shoot it straight into music and culture? I'm ready. Bet. So we got ESTG. Dropping his new album, I never felt none. Bangers on there, bro. Bangers. So, so what was the initial thoughts on the project after listening? The first thing I thought, I listened to that Jack Harlow song, and I couldn't believe that Jack Harlow, he slapped on yeah. a song. Did way better. Did way better on the feature for ESTG song than he did on his own album. Jack Harlow and ESTG have good chemistry together, and, and let's be real, all the songs that they've made have been bangers. And this song Facts. right here with the, the Cole Bennett music video was fire. Everything about the song was fire. It m- m- might be my favorite song off the tape. You know, I think that there were so, some bangers. But that song in particular, and then, you know, there was some, you know, the Future song. You know, let's be real. The feature list, you know, it, 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 it there wasn't much on there. You know, Besides Future and Jack Harlow. It looked weak. You know, I'm not going to lie. When I first saw it, I was like, Machine Gun Kelly? Why is Machine Gun Kelly on there? And I, like, I was just, I wasn't, my, my expectations for the album kind of went down when I first saw it. But then I actually listened to it. And although the feature, Five. they didn't, it, it might have not seem as good as it was on, based on the track list. But when you actually listen to the music, Jack Harlow came through, gave a banger verse. Future did exactly what you expect Future to do. And even Machine Gun Kelly gave a good verse. Like I was just like, like what? I couldn't even believe my ears when I first heard it. So I don't know what exactly ESTG does in the studio, but he's able to get the best out of all these artists. And, and I, I think that this project cements ESTG in the game if he wasn't already cemented. Facts, as, as a, you know, as a like real, as a like cemented as a real, you know, competitor. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's up there. He's, he's really, up there. He's really up there now. You know, is he one of the best in his label? You know, CM. You know, yeah. on CMG. We are, do we have to have that conversation after listening to this album? I don't. I think it's gonna be like a QC type thing where Migos they're like just, they're just too good. No, like Migos. You know how like they were at the top, top, and then they like they're not necessarily fell off, but they're still like they're still up there. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be like that with Money Bag Yo. He's at the top, top, and then. He's just gonna be up there, but then ESTG is gonna overtake rise, him. and then overtake him. He's gonna be, he's gonna be the hot hottest artist on the label, on fire. Yeah, my my initial thoughts on the album was that it it, it was better than I expected, and I I expected it to be good. I'm not saying I wasn't, but it, but it was even better than I expected. You know, in the, the the producers, you know, the, the the beats were good. It was exactly what you expect from a C, uh, from an ESTG album. You know what I'm saying, and, and I think. The only thing, even though, like I said, these features were good, the next one, I would just hope 
has the next kind of he moves up a notch. You know, I hope, I hope to see. Another, I think I hope, I hope to see another Jack Harlow song, but I hope to see some other features. I was on gonna it say too. I definitely think he'll have more features on it. He just wanted to have less features just to show everyone that he's able to do it on his own. And and I think it worked because this project definitely cemented him in the game. Like I said, facts. So swiftly moving forward on one guy who just cemented himself in the game and is somebody who's a bona fide legend in the game, Metro Boomin announces his new album, Heroes and Villains, dropping November 4th. Let's be real, an early version of the tracklist, we saw features such as potentially The Weeknd, Rihanna, Don Tolliver, Brent Fayez, Sway Lee, James Blake, ASAP Rocky, and I'm sure there's going to be plenty more like Travis Scott and others, you know, Gunna. So let's just be real. What are your expectations for this album? It's definitely going to be fire, man. It's Metro Boomin, bro. He just... I remember when he dropped No no Heroes, like... Wear, wear Capes. Wear Capes, and just incredible, bro. So what what he does, man, just making the beats and just producing and all that, bro, it's just... He's a legend, and it's going to be another classic. Exactly. Oh, so, you, so you're, you're giving it a classic? Definitely. I agree. I think that... Metro Boomin's new album, Heroes and Villains, is, is it's almost guaranteed to be a classic. Not all heroes wear capes. When you look back onto that track, it was, was legendary. And, you know, we've seen some of the hinted features on here, and I don't even think that this is scratching the surface of what, what could be else be on here. I think we've got almost Travis Scott guaranteed to be on there and a few others. If 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 it's anything like Not All Heroes Wear Potentially Capes. Potentially 21 Savage. Exactly. Gonna. We know that's going to be the case. So if it's anything like Not All Heroes Wear Capes, it's going to be a classic. And I think it, it it's going to be even better. I can agree. I think Metro Boomin is really put in. Uh, he's really trying to show off. Like He's put off his best work. Exactly. Uh, he's been working on this album for so long now. And it's, uh, like, like I'm not, I don't, I don't want to be... Correct me, you know... It's, I don't think it's necessarily a tribute album for his mom, but it's his first album that he's made since the passing of his mother, which is so uh, unfortunate to see. Um, so I know that he wants this album to be special, and I know it will be. You know, he's he's been so silent on social media. I just know that this album is going to be a classic. You know, it's just almost guaranteed. Facts. Ready to get into the next topic? Yo, Rich Homie Kwan drops a new song. Risk Takers. You originally dropped a snippet for this all the way back in 2020. The song is starting to go viral. You know, YouTube is getting, uh, is trending, you know, on Twitter. Definitely it, downloaded it. It was fire. On Twitter, it had, you know, almost 50,000 retweets. You know, it was going crazy. So, you know, we've seen Rich Homie Kwan maybe start to bubble up again with his name. You know, can Rich Homie Kwan make a, a, a real comeback? I definitely think it's possible. It could be in the works, man. He's he's a fire artist and he's he's got some bangers in his arsenal, bro. He's he's proven himself to be talented and I think he's definitely has the possibility to make a comeback. But he hasn't been able to make a comeback yet, you know. Officially, we would of say. Of course, so he's tried within the past years to make a comeback. He's dropped some singles here and there that have gained some traction, but he wasn't able to make a full comeback. But but now you think he, now he now he actually can. I definitely think he has a chance. It's going to depend on his next tape, you feel like. Exactly. He just can't blow his chance. And, I, well, speaking of him blowing his chance, I, I, I would have to agree with that. This is Rich Homie's Quan, Rich, uh, this is Rich Homie Quan's last chance for a comeback, in my opinion. Look, everyone kind of always associates his name with Young Thug. Right now, Young Thug is kind of, you know, we know what he's doing. 
Uh, so Rich, Rich Homie Quan now has a chance to to kind of not not take his spot but replace him in the game. I think Rich Homie Quan is it, his name is starting to bubble up again. He's dropping a song real consistently. You know, we we saw the one song uh, still sinning, had you know millions of views. So now this is the, you know the next song that is also going viral. I think. Look, when's the last time Richard McQuan dropped back-to-back songs that was going as crazy as this? You know, I think it's, it's, been, it's, been, a a long, it's been a long time. So this is Richard McQuan's, I think, last chance. And these two singles, I know that they're going to be on whatever tape is coming next. So he, right now he's two for two on the tape. If he can just, if the rest of the tape is anything like this, he's going to make a comeback. Definitely. You know, it depends on what features are going to be on there. I, I definitely think Rich Homie. You know, although the two singles that he has dropped have been no features, he's going to need some features on there. And I think even though he kind of has, you know, quote-unquote fallen off, he can still pull some good features. Of course. So I think Rich Homie has a good chance of, you know, being able to get the good features that you're going to need to be able to make a comeback. And if that's the case, I think he's making the comeback. Facts. <sighs> so we got Drake for the next topic. This is Anthony Fantano uh-huh. on Instagram. What do you think of this? Not gonna lie, this is one of Drake's biggest L's. How I don't know why Drake is wasting his time responding to Anthony Fantano. Exactly. You know, Anthony Fantano got a DM from Drake, and then he made a, a parody video about the DM. You know, because it was literally just a random, unexpected DM from Drake. And why would why why would Drake just randomly message Anthony Fantano? I don't know. But then An- he makes a, a troll video about it, and then Drake leaks his own DMs with Anthony Fantano, calling his existence a light one, and the one is because he's alive. And I know he's just joking, I guess, to a certain extent. But, like, I don't know. For, for somebody as big as Drake, like, I don't understand why he's wasting his time with this. It's kind of lame, in my opinion. And I love Drake. I just don't understand, like... I understand you like it's not even it's not even like Anthony Fantano like when he was faking the messages with Drake like it was doing something bad, he, he like he was making a joke about how Drake sent him a vegan cookie yeah. recipe a vegan cookie recipe bro so it's not even like it's just being funny it's not even like he was saying Drake said this Drake said that and then you have to show the DMs for proof it was literally a vegan cookie recipe we all knew Drake didn't actually send this guy a freaking vegan cookie recipe bro Drake would never do that. So, like, we literally knew he was trolling, and then Drake decided to post the DMs anyway. And it, it kind of just looks lame to me because the DMs are so serious, and then Anthony Fantano is literally laughing and joking about it. Like, he's not really taking it as serious because Anthony Fantano is literally just joking around. Because that's the type of person he is. Though. And he's just kind of trolling, and then Drake took it to heart. And for me, I just wouldn't have expected Drake to do this. You know what I'm saying? Facts. It's kind of like, it's, to me, it's an L for Drake. Not gonna lie, but what is what are your thoughts on it? I can definitely agree, man. Overall, it's an L for Drake. He shouldn't have wasted his time. He definitely should be working on his music, man, and working on his next album, bro. Because I remember we discussed it on the pod. The last album that he dropped wasn't great. It wasn't great. So and and let's be real, Drake might be DMing us because we just said his album wasn't great, and that's what Anthony Fantano did too. You know, Drake. I guess he doesn't handle criticism well on his music. So, I mean, we, we might be getting a DM from Drake soon calling our existence a light one because we, we just criticize his work. So, I I just, you never know with Drake, you know, you nowadays, know. I, I guess. <laughs> well, it's like, true. I would I would have just, Anthony Fantano is so known for, like, not everyone, I would say, majority of people don't agree with his music takes, but 
he's very knowledgeable about music, and that's why he has a big following. He, and he, he he's not afraid to 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 say something is, is mid or, or bad. And if it's Controversial. A, he's not afraid at all. And pretty much, literally, the last Drake album he said he liked was it, if if you're reading this, it's too late, and that was almost eight years ago. So Damn. he might be capping though, bro. But he's not. But I mean, he might be. I guess at this point, but like literally on all, all of his videos since then, because he's reviewed every Drake album since then, and he shit on every single one, pretty much. Damn. You know what I'm saying? So like, I know what you're saying. I, I don't know. So you ready to the next topic? Yep, I'm ready. Artists with the most hot 100 <laughs> entries in 2022 so far. So we got Young Boy, NBA Young Boy with 27, Future, 26. Drake twenty five, Bad Bunny twenty four, Will Dirk twenty four. Anything that surprised you on this list? Not gonna lie, I'm not particularly surprised with this list. You know, I, I, honestly, it's, it's 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 I'm not a little bit surprised. Young boy doesn't have a little bit more. You know, considering how much he's dropped. Of course. But I'm not surprised that he's number one. I'm honestly, I would have just expected him to have a little bit more. Cause he just drops the most. Exactly. So it's, I'm I'm not really surprised that Young boy is number one. I'm. Like, I haven't really like. I'm kind of surprised that uh, that the only thing I was be surprised is that Bad Bunny's not number up one? there. Yeah, it's just because he probably hasn't dropped as many. Songs, it, but right? the, but the albums there, the songs that he has dropped, they've all pretty much charted. Exactly. You know? so it's one of it's one of those things. If if Bad Bunny wants to be number one on this list, all he has to do is drop drop more songs. If he like literally, he's three away from YoungBoy. If if Bad Bunny f- drops four random songs, literally he could drop a song. <laughs> Bad Bunny could drop a song of like. Like half the song, like it's a toilet beat. It's like, like flushing the toilet. I don't know about flushing the toilet. He, flushing the toilet beat and Bad Bunny singing on it, bro, is going is gonna make the Hot 100, bro. That's that's how easy it is for Bad Bunny to make the Hot 100. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, I'm that, it's, it's that easy. So like, Bad Bunny, if he wants to be number one on this list, he'll be number one on this list. But you could say the same thing for Drake and Future. You know what I'm saying? Is there anyone that you think should have been on this list? Should have took someone's spot? Ah. Uh, you know, you. I would say, I, for me personally, and, and, and this person probably hasn't dropped as much or anything like that, you know. But we saw it in twenty twenty, you know, Uzi could be on this list if you, you know what I mean, if he wanted to be, you know, he was number over Lil Durk. I don't, I don't know. Lil Durk's been he, on the charts. You don't think Uzi could drop twenty four hot one hundred entry songs? Yeah, that's true. But yeah. he's not. But he's just not. He's just not as popping right now. But is that because he's not dropping as much? Uh, but like, look, I'm not gonna lie. You haven't necessarily heard. You know, I I feel like this year, you know, besides honestly, never mind, which kind of flopped. You haven't heard Drake's name as much this year. The Facts. fact that he's still number three on this list is kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. Drake is just like. Sometimes you don't even know. Like, it's just uh, what, Drake, though. What are his? I wonder what Drake's like. Like, what are his hot 100 entries this year? I don't exactly know which which 25 songs that do, like 25 Drake songs dropped this year. Like, I, I didn't really even think that was the case. Remember, it was the number one dance album. Yeah, but like, did 25 songs really drop on that album? That no, I don't know. That. That's what I'm saying. So like, where are these songs coming from? But. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. This is not particularly acting like it's magic. Like, where are these songs coming no, from? No, but I'm just. <laughs> But it, look, that's besides the point. Literally, when you look at this list, this is who you expect to see. Facts. I don't think there's no surprises. Again, I think the only surprise for me was if Bad, Bad Bunny, Bunny could have been higher. Could have been higher. Yeah. Without a doubt. For sure, I agree with that. But let's get into the next topic with Nav. 
only selling 62k and, and that's even more he went when the initial projections dropped he was expected to drop it was 50 but then it went up to 62 <sighs> that's that's an upset man we really thought like it was, it was a banger gonna, it was a banger and it was gonna sell at least uh a hundred a hundred man and it didn't even hit triple digits that's I just, I don't, I don't know. But do you think that this number takes away from the quality of the work at all? Definitely not. The quality of the work is still there. Demons Protected by Angels is a great album. It's just... It didn't get the respect it deserved on the charge? Because it's nah, It just has that low-key like type of vibe. Yeah, and if, if we're being honest, you know, the... That Nav has sold over 100K, but that was when, you know, they 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 ch- they changed the sales and how it worked. Facts. You know what I'm saying? They changed exactly... It made it, it almost made it harder for you to get a big number. However, do you think the label XO could have helped more push more sales? Yeah, probably. And let's be real. If Nav wanted to get the higher sales, let's be real. His his number one thing he could have done, put the Drake song on there. Damn, that's true. You know, I, like, let's be real. If Nav, and I don't think Nav particularly cared about the sales for this album. Nah, let's be real. Definitely not. When you're going on interviews, well, saying, you always care about the sales. Of course, but some, but when, some but, perspective. But, but when you're going on interviews saying that I left the Drake song in here because I care so much about the quality of the work, look, if you really care about the sales, you're putting the Drake song on there no matter what. You're doing the DJ Khaled. Of course, I mean, we all know DJ Khaled is literally saying whatever Drake likes, I like. Nav is the exact opposite. He's saying. If it's not up to what I think we could make, I'm not going to drop it. You know what I mean? So he cares about the quality of the work more than the sales. And I got to respect that because not a lot of people think like that anymore. They want to, you know, chase the bag and they want to get, you know, the features first and maybe make a, they'd rather put a bad song that has a fire feature than a good song with nobody. You know what I'm saying? Just, just for the sales. And, and Nav, he did the exact opposite. And let's, you know, Nav has... Like Nav makes good songs by himself, but it, but a Nav song by himself is there was some crazy features on there though as well, man. But you had Gunna, man. You had Travis, Travis, baby. Don Tolliver, Uzi twice. <sighs> but Drake, Drake himself is probably adding twenty k to this. You know what I'm saying? But so it wouldn't even be hitting triple did did it's but but eighty look, but eighty two k would be probably thinking about it a lot differently than sixty two k. Sixty two k, that's fine. Eighty two k is pretty damn close to a hundred. Would be like it's pretty good, you know what I'm saying? Like sixty two is like damn, it's like pretty far away from kind of what you're looking for. You what we even projected? What? What we even thought? Oh no, yeah, I wasn't even thinking. I was thinking, like I was thinking, you know, ninety, uh, you know, eighty, ninety, a hundred k, like anywhere between that range. I wasn't thinking it was gonna hit sixty two k. You know what I'm saying? So I'm a little bit shocked in that sense, especially given the features, like we said. I think it's a little surprising, but you know, I'm glad that Nav is gonna. He doesn't really care too much about that. You know what I'm saying? Facts. He's gonna continue to, you know, hopefully put out, you know, more albums. And let's be real, we said it before he dropped this project. He took too long to drop, so he's. He's dropped a banger album. Can he close the gap between the next time he drops and keep this hype going around him a little bit more? That's what Nav has to do. You know what I'm saying? I definitely can see it. You see it? He's definitely going to drop a single soon. And keep it going? Keep it going for sure. Yeah, I I think his management is smart, and I think they're going to be able to figure that out. So eventually, you know, they're going to keep this Nav name, continue to bubble. And and Nav's already cemented in the game, obviously, but they're going to... They, they want to push him even higher, you know. They, they have to be a top artist. Exactly, he still has more potential. 
So you ready to get into culture? Yep, I'm ready. We got Illinois and then basically pass, passing the purge mm-hmm. laws. What are your initial thoughts? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I saw the video. I thought it was crazy. I couldn't believe it. Like, I was kind of shocked. Like, same. I, honestly, when I first was watching the video, I had no words. Like, like how? Like, I don't even know how you possibly react to this. Like, you, like, well, you was listening to the, you were listening to the same thing we, I was. You know, when you're hearing these things come out of this guy's mouth, what are you thinking? Got to move. ASAP. Got to move. Like, there's no option. Exactly. So, like, you, you, do you think, like, if, unless, like, you're like a criminal. So, like, you just think all the criminals are going to go to Illinois. Exactly. And it's going to be, Chicago is going to be 100 times worse than it already is. But how is it even possible? How could it get any worse? Exactly. It's just going to be bodies on the street and it's going to be horrible. So, do you think that, that, that there is any way to rectify this or anything they could do? They got to get rid of this law. So, they're basically saying that, like, they're just going to let second, second degree murders, like, just slide. And they'll be able to get out on bail and. Yeah. Nah, man, this this is crazy, bro. This is just insane. It's just ridiculous. So, w- would you ever visit Illinois at once this law goes in? <sighs> Someone would have to give me a lot of money. So let's just say, let's just say a, a tour guy calls us and says, "Yo, we're trying to book you in Illinois. Are we are we sliding for free? Like they, obviously, like they probably like." Maybe oh, not, not, not paying us that much, but they're paying us something. We'll say us something. A thousand. What if Lil Dirk hits us up for the interview? Just out of nowhere, Lil Dirk hits us up for the interview. Says you got to come to Chicago. But th- but we'd be protected by Dirk, so I wouldn't care then. <laughs> you think Dirk's gonna let us die? Unless Dirk dies, but I don't, I don't even gonna say that. But like you know, what I'm saying like Dirk ain't gonna let nothing. Young happen boy Quando, let's just come backstage for the show. Whoa, we, we was just with Dirk. No, I'm saying though, or the other way around. No, if I'm for if I was with Young Boy, I wouldn't slide, bro. Like, what like, do you mean you wouldn't slide? But why would I go to Chicago with Young Boy? So no, I'm saying, what if you had the opportunity with Young Boy? Exactly. Why would you do that? It's literally like asking, like literally, bro. What if, bro, if what? you if 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 I was if let's just like first of all, I don't even know how I would get to be like with Young Boy. But <laughs> like, let's just say hypothetically, I was with Young Boy. Exactly, hypothetically. Of all places to go with Young Boy, you you're telling me I would have to go to Chicago? Yep, that's the dumbest shit I ever heard. What what have you said? It had to be done, and he wanted to do the interview, and he hasn't done it, bro. You know he we hasn't done an interview for a minute. Why would no? He wouldn't want to do no interview in Chicago. What if he did? Well, we're not doing it because, bro. <laughs> you know, literally every op that exists is gonna slide on Young Boy. Hell no. Hell yeah, bro. Secret location. There is no secret location, bro. It's <laughs> Illinois, bro. They sliding on everything and everything. With the purge laws into effect. They sliding, bro, just to slide, bro. They don't even they don't even go know it's young boy. They're just going to slide. They're <laughs> sliding on anybody. Like this, like, oh, a random school teacher down the street, we got to slide. A five-year-old, we got to slide. <laughs> like, bro, they sliding on everything, bro. Come on, bro. You had to say a five-year-old. But they sliding, though. That's what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. But they, like, that's what I'm saying, bro. Literally in Illinois, bro, they sliding on everything, bro. You're crazy. I mean, if, when you get the purge laws, bro, why wouldn't you? Yeah, man. That, all that's crazy, bro. That's what I'm saying. So you're ready to get into the next topic? Yeah. We got Kanye. 
He says bye bye to his Gap deal. Terminated it, and he literally in the interview with CNBC said, "I'm not going to take advice from people broker than me." Let's be real. This is the smartest move Kanye could have done. Gap. This yeah, whole- but not. I don't know about saying that though. No, I agree. <laughs> no, st- that statement was definitely, definitely not the s- smartest. Nah, move. it was the smartest move you could put could make. Cause let's be real, Kanye ain't gonna speak the facts. Kanye is always gonna speak the facts. And why? Let's be real. Why would you take advice, financial advice, from somebody broker than you? Why would you do that? It's a, it's a, it's a good point. Cause they've done research. There ain't no reason, bro. If you could do all the research in the world, but if you never actually have money, you're not gonna know. You're not never going. You're not ever going to understand. <laughs> what if they're hum? What if they donate? Research can only get you so far. What if they donate and they're humble? But then you had money. So you have money, so you understand. But people like Gap do not have more money than than Ye. Oh, definitely not. Exactly. So then, why would he? What about have- a financial advisor? No, none of them got. None of them understand money more than <laughs> more than Ye. Just, just just a financial advisor. No. Nah. Nah. So Ye doesn't need a financial advisor. No. Nah. I, I def- that's, that's what he's saying. I definitely think Kanye Kanye needs a fi- some type of financial advisor. Look, let's just be real. But but the point is, he's dealing with billions. This this deal and terminating it was a good move for Kanye. Let's be real. I don't know why Kanye is over here trying to waste his time doing a Yeezy Gap. Nobody gives a fuck about Gap. You know what I'm saying? Let's just be real. <laughs> right. He was he was trying to make shirts was, for cheap. I know what he was trying to do, but he could still do that without being with Gap. You, know you can, yeah, of course, you can. Explain. Kanye can can change. You know, let's be real. Kanye is always gonna have Yeezy be somewhat kind of. He's gonna have the expensive pieces, but he's gonna create a cheap he line. He can create a cheaper line, a more cost efficient line, because he's trying to bring the prices down. Because he wants Yeezy to be a more brand that's attainable for everybody. Because that's ultimately like. Being a so uh, like Jordans and that you got your you got your cause, cheap, because cheaper you, Jordans you, and then you got your more expensive you, ones because you, you you want it to be literally hitting every target of audience. You want people that are essentially broke to be able to get some kind of Yeezy, but then you want there to be Yeezy you, items that are more expensive. That you, you wouldn't want. say you sell it in Walmart. Be like Shaq. No, I don't think he's gonna go like that. But that's because that's Walmart. You know, I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's gonna really do it like that per se. I don't think he's going there. I think he's gonna. Exactly. I think he turned. I think he's just gonna open like Yeezy stores. You know what I mean? That's what he's trying to do. He's not like he's just not. Why would he sell it in a Walmart? He doesn't want to do that. That's the whole point of him terminating this gap. Exactly. Like that. So that's what I'm saying. He's not doing that. Yeah. I'm the one that's saying exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. No, but I mean though, like he's not gonna go like the like. I'm saying like the cheap, the cheapest. Like you know, what I'm saying but he's not no, gonna make his no, items. All of his items incredibly cheap. That's what I just said. But I'm saying like. He's gonna open his own Yeezy store, and then in the store, just probably gonna be some twenty dollars shirts. But and that's look, what they were supposed all, to do. But then there's also you look, you can be able to, you can get a twenty dollars shirt, or and, and obviously the twenty dollars shirt ain't gonna look as good. That's as part the, of the reason why I terminated the Gap deal because he was supposed to get his own stores. But he's not gonna make it a a, a shitty uh, version of Yeezy either. You know what I'm saying? Because let's be real, sometimes you are gonna make the prices cheaper, whatever. It's gonna lower the quality per se of the brand. Kanye, he's smart. He's not going to do that. He's going to make it more attainable, but then he's going to have the pieces that are still astronomically high to keep it, you know, different, you know, differentiated between the two. And obviously people are going to, you know, be wanting to get the more expensive, highly sought after pieces. You know what I'm saying? But then the average everyday person is he's also going to capitalize on that by, you know, selling some $20 shirts, you know, and I, and that'd be, that's, it's smart because, 
who would you know there's a lot of people who would just walk easy, but like you it's not he doesn't even hit that target audience and Kanye's trying to make the most money possible. So I think I think he's just starting to make some good moves for himself, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, understand I never understood why he was trying to work with other companies. Just do your own thing. You know what I'm saying? That's my advice for Kanye and I'm glad he's finally doing it. Just do your own thing, yay. You know what I'm saying? Just do your own thing. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Just do your own thing. And then I'm glad that's what he's finally doing. If if I hear he does another contract with somebody, it's just going to be a disaster. So I hope to not hear it. You know what I'm saying? You never know. No. He could link up with the right people. No. No? No. Kanye, he's not, I don't think he's going to have a good deal. You know what I'm saying? He just needs to do it himself from now on. He could always like do like clothing collabs, though. But that's different. He doesn't need to have a whole contractual yeah. obligation and... Know, shit like that. He doesn't need to do that. It'll be it needs to be, be. It needs to be Kanye at the top leading the way because he does, he can't he doesn't really work well with other people like that. It needs to be Kanye's vision and then the people working under him. But it'll always be interesting how like he'll collab with other brands. But even a collaboration with other brands, he still has the main say. Yeah, of saying? course. So that's what I'm trying to say. A collaboration, he's still gonna have the main say. So that's why it's going to work. But this gap, he had somebody fifty fifty with him. It was never going to work. Was never going to work because Gap wanted to do it their way, he wanted to do it his way, and neither of them wanted to budge. It's true, you know what I'm saying. And that's literally, these these they're 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 both stubborn. You know what I'm saying. And it um, it t- it took too long for this to happen. Facts. So. <clears throat> well, I think we can both agree though that it was a good move that Kanye left. And you ready to get into the next topic? Mm-hmm. Let's shoot it straight into Warzone. Warzone 2s. Streamers got to play it early. We got Nick Merckx winning the first game. We got to saw J-God give his comments about it. Mm-hmm. Let's hear what you got to say. It's not looking good. <laughs> My initial thoughts are that the game is not looking good. I mean, let's just be real. The game is not looking good. Like, what do you mean it's not looking good? Look, we saw it. The buy station aspect is looking terrible. You know, the whole... You can only get one UAV at each buy That's what I'm saying. What like, what is even is that? That's and it's it. not like one team can get one UAV. No, 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 no. There's only one UAV at the buy station. And then, you know, you have to buy loadout guns, and it's so freaking expensive. That's it. That's it. You know, so it's relying on ground loot, but then we saw it. The ground loot looked trash, and then the, even the shooting mechanics didn't look right. None of the new mechanics look right. They the got move, rid of the they movement's going to be different. Movement. They got rid of movement. No, they, no more slide canceling. They made UAVs pretty much uh, ineffective, even if you did were lucky enough to get because one. Because there's AIs there. on the map. So there's bots on the map now, which people are really upset about. And, you know, they. The reason that, why they say they added the bots, though, is my bad. Yeah, the reason why they say they added the bots, though, is because, like, they wanted to make the casuals feel better that they get kills. But they're they're trying to cater to the casuals with an AI bot. That doesn't make any sense. That, so I don't really understand what they're trying to get at with that. You know, I think that I agree with what, in the what, low in the low in the lower skill players. But I agree with what Jay Gob was saying that they just need to get rid of that. You of know course, what I'm that's 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 ridiculous. That's facts. And you know, I think that eventually they're going to have to figure out some possible way to make uh, the guns more attainable because the same way that the buy stations you can only get one or a UAV, you can only get the gun one time. So let's just say you saved up all your money. You finally get to the buy station. Oh, somebody already get your got your gun. You ain't getting it. And there are saying? some good aspects, but we'll get into that. So, you know, and it, you're not even really gonna be able to get your loadout guns to level them up that often. So I don't know how that's gonna work. There's no perks. The movement didn't look that great. You know, I I think 
it just honestly like there wasn't this, <laughs> there wasn't that many good things for a set. You know what I'm saying? There were some good things like you're able to go in water now and yeah. What else? Not die. What else? Can you name 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 another good thing? The map was looking pretty nice, although it's not rebirth and it's like what we play usually like that fast paced. But the map was looking pretty nice. All right, so you got the map, and then you got the fact that you can swim in water. But then the the gameplay itself, me and you, which both is part of the map, we, me, me, water. Me and you both know the gameplay itself is looking tragic. And you're just it's going back to old style, bro. You're, you're not wanting to admit the fact that the gameplay is looking tragic. Because I love the fast movement, man, with the slide canceling, it's just running up, blah, 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 running up, blah, 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 blah. but like, even Jay got said it. One of the bad things about it is just like. There was only a hundred players on the map, but the map was huge. Mm -hmm. So like, it's just you're, you're you're gonna loot for a while and then not even run into a player for a decent amount of time when that's just not. It's just we want consistent gameplay. And another thing, you know, was was the way that they uh, have with the looting. You know, the way you Ooh, get weapons out of the inventory, chest, and the bro. inventory and everything like that. The inventory is literally like it's, it's a, really, really, really bad. Like and, it's really, really, really bad. And and it's not even like you know. Currently, you can just kind of run over ammo. You know, you have to kind of sit there, pick up the ammo, and then let's just say, like 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 I was saying earlier, let's just say you're lucky enough to get your loadout guns. If you haven't previously been storing ammo for said gun. You're going to finally get your loadout gun and have no ammo for it. Because you have a bag and you're only allowed to carry limited things in that bag. So shield, ammo, like, you're going to, you have to pick and choose. So, like, let's just say, and let, this is kind of, you know, let's just say you're rocking a sniper. You know what I'm saying? With your loadout. And, but you never had you those never, guns you, on the ground, Lou. And, and you never carry, you never really pick up, or you, let's just say you forget because you're just not yeah. really thinking about it. You don't have a sniper. You never pick up that sniper, you know, ammo. You're going to get your, let's just say you, you killed a team, you got the money to get your loadout guns, boom, you get your SMG, boom, you get your sniper or whatever. Oh, boom, there's a guy. Boom, get that snipe, blue. Oh, I got no ammo because I didn't pick it up. That's what it's going to be like in the game. So, you know, they're going to have to figure that out. I think that that is just like, like Jay got said in the video, it seems like it's just kind of criticism and it's just like complaining about the game, you know, and, and I'm glad Warzone 2, we've been waiting for it for a long time, but like, with this with, amount of time with, and the with, amount with, of money that they with, have, with that, with that, I was expecting a, a something completely different than what I saw. With, like, like I didn't really know what to expect per se, but then I, I, I like we saw the gameplay and I was like, "This is what I'm definitely I'm, gonna drop this, in." This is what I was waiting for, though. You know, definitely what I'm not. Like, like definitely, it's not. almost. I don't know. In my opinion, there was some good aspects. You know, like the map and the fact that you can swim and stuff like that, but. You know, it's definitely going to take, and it's just the beta, so I know that they're going to listen to what the content creators are saying. Of course. And they're going to make some changes. But, like, I don't think they're going to have enough time, you know, to, to change things. Like, I don't think realistically, like, they, I don't think they're changing the looting system, per se. I think that's going to just be how it is. And, like, it's going to, we're going to have to play it, you know, and to actually give my opinion on how it is and if it can be any faster than what it's looked like. But... If if it's, it's any, grim. if it's anything like that, what I saw from a few other, you know, from J God's POV and a few others that we saw, if it's anything like that, it's ass. <laughs> oh, we we didn't even mention spectating. They made uh, when you're spectating your opponent, it's it's literally or you're spectating your teammate. That's what I'm saying. You're when you're spectating your teammate, you don't even really know what's going on for the most part. You barely can because there's no map. You can't see the map, and you can't see even that it's you, it's not marked that that's even the teammate. Exactly. The teammates, uh, we literally name. We literally names gone. Like we were, we was watching the J God video and he was spectating somebody, and literally, I thought it was an enemy walking right in front of him. I was like, bro, why ain't he shooting him? And then I figured it out. You know, 
oh, well, they, they don't mark the teammates. So it literally looked like an enemy, bro. So, like, like there's going to be some bad comms. There's going to be oh. some. The comms are going to be bad. An- another good thing, though, that people are saying is that they added proximity chat. Which is gonna be lit, so that you're you're able to hear like your opponents. Like, say you're camping in a building, you mm-hmm. can hear your opponents upstairs. Like, if they're talking on the mic. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's that, lit. Yeah, that is lit. That's that's lit. Yeah, but actually, I don't know if that's lit. It's kind of lit. But then, like, some people are gonna turn that off, though. Yeah. And, like you won't hear them. No, 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 no. I think. I think like I said there was an option to turn it off. Yeah, but I think like it just turns off like you can't hear other people's, but other people will be able to hear you. Then why would anyone turn it off? Then that's ass. They would only turn it off so like if they like were getting bullied like through the proximity chat, like you know other players are bullying. But then, well, you're gonna have to suffer through the bullying because you're really <laughs> putting yourself at a competitive disadvantage if you don't use it. Then of course. So you're gonna have to suffer through the bullying. Exactly. So, those and so, those players will. So COD is no, but ultimately you know COD's gonna have to get rid of this because players are gonna like it's gonna they're gonna have to suffer through the bullying, bro. And like, it's, uh, like some players won't. They'll bro, just disable you can't, it. You can't be telling the 13 year olds that they have to so, like in order that they're gonna literally die, be dying. Because they have to keep this proximity chat on, but they're going to be getting bullied. You don't remember COD lobbies back in the day, There ain't boy. no more back in the day, bro. It's 2022, bro. It's liberal media and shit, bro. It ain't working like this, bro. <laughs> it ain't liberal media. 2006, that shit ain't working like it did in 2006, bro. There, there's cancel culture it's now. Like 2006. There's cancel culture, bro. Cancel. You think cancel culture is going to let their 13-year-old get bullied on fucking Warzone 2? No. Yeah. Guaranteed, no. Definitely do. Nah. Yeah. Some people will, some people won't. They're going to have to fix that. I know. If, if Activision got through this lawsuit and just slid by, bro, come on, bro. Bro, you know some people are going to be tripping about it, though. Yeah, but nothing's going to happen. So they're going <laughs> to tweak it, bro. You know that they're going to tweak it. They're going to tweak it. They're going to tweak it maybe to where, like, if you say, like, extremely harmful content, like some crazy they're stuff. Gonna, they're going to tweak it, bro. You know that they're going to tweak it. You'll be able to report players. They're going to tweak it. And report it. They're gonna do shit like that. It's know? gonna be funny content, though. Yeah, yeah. But then obviously content is always made at the expense of somebody. So yeah, there's pros and cons. Like you're gonna be going in a building. You're just gonna be camping in there. Somebody's gonna be walking in. And just be like the whole team's gonna be yelling like your ass, your ass, like your trash, and like they're just gonna smoke. Like you heard them say it, and then they do it. <laughs> Someone's gonna be killing themselves because of this. <laughs> nah, bro. What? Yeah. Nah, bro. That's that. Nah, bro. bro. You know someone's gonna do that because of Warzone Two, bro. The proximity chat, bro. Someone's gonna be like, "Fuck this shit." Let proximity chat live. I'm just saying, bro. <laughs> he so, said, "I'm just saying." Some, somebody has to point out the facts about proximity chat. You know what I mean? I think the content is gonna be great, but but some people are, aren't gonna be too happy a, about good, it, and some people aren't gonna have a good experience on it. Yeah, but overall, most people are saying it's going to be a positive. Yeah, because the, the average person like us is, you know, like, like, let's be real. Somebody calls, somebody tries to bully me on the mic. It's okay, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But the the wrong person, like a 13-year-old. Hey, react- man, the game's uh, made for 18 and up, But bro. a 13-year-old reacts differently. You know what I'm saying? It, it, but, hey, that's not what, the game's made for 18 and up, that's, that's just what they, on, that, that, that's what they do to avoid legal issues. You know <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Uh, that's just that's just what it is. Th- th- they put that on there to avoid. Legal they put issues. harmful language right on the right to, on to the avoid legal issues. <laughs> Come on, bro. They they, they, they only do that to avoid the lawsuit, bro. Hey, that's for real. S- 
So you're ready to get in the next topic. But overall, we think Warzone 2. No, uh, don't say we. I know you're about to say you think it's good or something. I, no, I, don't, no. think, I, don't, I don't think it's good. I'm, I think it's like, good. It has I, no potential? It has potential because it's Warzone 2, but like they, go, they got a lot of shit to fix. And they will. We'll see. Give it time. We'll see. I hope I hope the COD devs watch it. You know what I'm saying? So let's get to the next topic. Well, well, the last topic of the day, arguably the most blasphemous one of all. We got YouTube ads. Well, YouTube they're yeah. testing well. Well, they're testing whether they should run five to ten ads before you're able to skip it. Correct? Exactly. Instead of two. Because usually you're able to just watch two ads and then skip and then just skip it. Mm-hmm. But now they're they're trying to up this to maybe five or in between ten. Maybe you have to watch seven. Maybe you have to watch eight. You never really know what to expect now. I think five is too huge of a number, but number. But maybe if they did three or four, but they were shorter length of time, that'd be that'd be okay. I wouldn't mind. So you, you want you want more ads? You think though if. If they did three or four that were shorter in length of but, time. But they're not doing three to four. They're doing five to ten. Yeah, five to ten is too much. Like, five to ten, like ten. Ten. One, one, guy, one guy got ten. We saw the photo. You're telling me you got to watch You gotta watch ten ads before you get to a song, your, next, your song or the next ch- chapter and whatever you're watching? You want to hear us talk about the next segment, but you got to watch ten ads, bro? Yeah. That's not, that's that's dumb. That's just ridiculous. Let's be real. There's no way YouTube, uh, well, I'm not going to say there's no way because it, it looks like YouTube is actually going through with this. But to me, <laughs> there's no possible way that YouTube really thinks this is a good idea. Yeah, they're going to lose money. How? Like, well, people are just going to log off. Like, five to ten, like, people, well, you got to understand, five to ten ads, that's a lot of ads. Like, that's a long time. Like, you're literally going to, but in between the time where, you had to watch the ad, five to ten skippable, like non-skippable ads. You could have listened to a whole song. Let's just say we was listening to the ESTG album. We could have listened to the Jack Harlow song, and then we would have had to do five to ten ads. That could, that could have been a whole song right there before we get to listen to the next song. Literally, bro, it's a whole song's worth of ads. More than that, it's a couple songs worth of well, ads. Well, if, it, if it's like ten, if it's like eight, ten, bro, come on, bro. That's, that, a, that's a whole EP. That's ridiculous. That's a whole EP. I, I don't understand. Like I, like, I know YouTube, obviously, that's going to make a bigger bag for them or whatever. They're going to be having so many ads or whatever. And uh, Especially for something of these artists to be dropping, like, short-length songs. Bro, Matt, like, you try to listen to the Lil Pump album. <laughs> Lil Pump. <laughs> who, like, who only drops, like, two-minute two songs. Two-minute songs. Like... There's an, and, and but let's be real. Even for like, it's gonna affect more than music. It's gonna be the, you know all kinds of content. Of course, like you're trying to I, watch a two hour podcast and then bro, it, like honest like you're trying to watch a two hour thing. Let's just say there's ads in the middle of the video and stuff like that. You might be watching every single time you see one of them yellow bars that signals an ad. That could be ten ads. Like what? There's no way YouTube is going through with it. Again, bro, like I said, if they did three or four and they just shorted the time span on the ads, that'd be maybe interesting. That'd actually be pretty interesting. I think people would 
like people would care about it at first and be like, oh my God, I got to watch three or four. But then like people would forget about it. But five, bro, people are not going to forget about five. Hell bro. no. They're going to be like, every single time they have see five ads, probably they're going to be like, bro, this is some bull. And then eventually, bro, people aren't going to put up with it no more. That's what I'm saying. And then people are just... They're just gonna lose money because people are just gonna log off. They exactly. ain't gonna be on YouTube. Exactly. There is gonna like, it, like this might be a move that loses. Their, people are just gonna download Spotify to listen to their music, what, Apple Music, and they, this might lose them a lot of uh, popularity. You know, of course, amongst their potentially core people. Like, I I understand. You know, they're always gonna test out new ways to make money and how to. And one of the best ways to make more money is having more ads on videos and stuff like that. So I understand, like, why they would want to try it. But, like, at a certain point, you got to just respect the fact that you've got, like, like how many more ads can you do? Exactly. And, like, you've already got too much. So you can't, bro, you can't make your platform unwatchable in for just for the sake of, you know, more money and more ad revenue and shit like that. Like, Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's literally throwing away everything that YouTube has been brought up on. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. So I just don't think uh, that's a good move for them course definitely a bad move what are you doing nothing i was just checking the audio did it huh i thought you I thought no you it's not stop okay we're good um so you ready to wrap this one up yeah so uh yeah episode 19 of the shooter's day podcast you know we got a lot of big things in the works you know we were just talking before this we got uh you know potentially the next interview we've been trying to line it up and uh Trying to make it happen, so we've we got a couple names in mind, a couple people that we're trying to uh, make it happen with. You know, we're not gonna name drop anything yet, but stay tuned for that on the channel. Uh, follow us on the social media platforms. You know, Instagram. You know, we've been going crazy on there. TikTok. We're about to hit uh, 300 followers on the TikTok, along with like 6k likes in total. We're building up the Twitter. We're getting the Facebook in the works. So you know, continue. To, you know, follow us on all of those platforms, and uh, we're gonna continue to build it on there. And we continue to post. You know, clips and. You know, we're just going to keep going up from here. So we appreciate all the support. Facts. Appreciate all the support. And we appreciate all the comments. Keep commenting. And if you comment a great idea, maybe we can add it to the podcast. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. So. Or they say something. They say something very, very interesting. We yeah. We might mention it on the next podcast. Exactly. So, yeah, with all that being said, it's episode 19. It's your co-host, Zach. I'm your co-host, Blue. And, uh. We'll shoot it straight next time. Shoot it straight. See you. Peace.